Welcome back to the final part of this week's Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk Now. In just a few minutes' time, John Farden is going to be here with Screen Time. John, what's on the show this week? Thank you, Jessica. Well, this week I'm talking to the unusually named Gene Stubnitsky. It's hard to say who's directed this new Jennifer Lawrence, what they're calling sex comedy, No Hard Feelings. He was also the writer, uh, the head writer on the American office. Fascinating guy. For many movie fans, a new Wes Anderson movie is a thing to be celebrated. I'm probably one of those, if truth be told. So we're reviewing his new movie, which is also on release this week, Asteroid City. And I'm talking to a Broadway star and also an actor called Darren Lee, who's starring in a new Tony Award winning version of The King and I, which is coming to board. Gosh, so that's all on screen time this week. Thank you, Jessica. Great stuff. All of that and more coming up with John Fardy after six o'clock here on News Talk. But joining me now is Tom Douglas, who uh, some of you may know as a newsreader here at Bauer Media. But he is also an excellent photographer. And Tom, I was looking at your Instagram the other day and I saw that you had used an app uh, that has an AI application within it uh, to edit some of the photographs. Tell me a little bit about what you did. So this one is Photoshop. It's the beta version of the app. You need to have a subscription with Adobe Creative Suite to get it. And you actually have to open the Creative Suite app and look for the beta version of the app. Uh, Got it open anyway. And the first thing that that hit me was a big pop-up saying, we have generative AI now. Um, I'd been aware of this through TikTok and Instagram for a while. So I said, you know what? I'll give it a try. I was on the way home from work yesterday and I was walking up Leeson Street and there were no cars in the road. So I stepped in the centre of the road and took a shot with the big Georgian houses on either side. Mm-hmm. And I realised when I got home, there's a van in the shot and I wanted rid of the van. So I opened up Photoshop, just drew a little selection box around the van and I there's a little text box that pops up and I just said, remove the van and it did. So could it identify what the object was that you were trying yeah. to... Okay. Yeah, I had to give it a guide by just drawing a little box around it. Yeah. But it was like, it removed it. It looked fine when you zoom out to the picture. Mm. But if you were to look all the way in, there's a man in the background who has like three arms and two legs, three arms and three legs or something. Yeah. Um, I remember going, that's a little bit weird, but you zoom out, you won't even see it. Yeah, because I've used the magic eraser function on the Google Pixel devices. So I think last year's Pixel and then the Pixel 7 um, had them and it's very cool so exactly like that so say for example if you climb to the top of a mountain and you want to take a stunning image but some way halfway down the mountain there's a person walking up and you want to get rid of them you literally just with your finger on the screen draw a circle around that person it erases it and it uses very smart technology to patch over the background and I found it quite sophisticated like again you're not going to hang it in the Louvre in terms of being the perfect image but like to the, to the naked eye or if the average it on person, Instagram, yeah, completely fine and dandy. Uh, so I haven't tested the Adobe Photoshop version. Um, how did it do? Did you try and remove other objects, or you know how how intelligent is that intelligent aspect of it? Most of it's pretty good. There's a couple of access covers on the road, you know, for like maintenance yeah. and water and stuff. That I just drew a box around and said remove this, and it was pretty good. Again, it, it, like I didn't find it 100 percent perfect. I could, upon close inspection, see that there had been changes made. Mm. But uh, like you zoom out, you're you're not even going to notice it unless I pointed it out to you. And what else did I do? I changed the sky. Yesterday, blue sky, big white clouds in the sky. So I selected the sky and I said, change it to a really dramatic sunrise. I don't know if you saw that version on Instagram. Yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, Now, the lighting was a little bit off. 
But again, to me, if I if I if you had just uploaded that version, I don't know yeah. that I would have guessed that it was a fake. Yeah. Which That's is crazy. It. Yeah. I suppose from my perspective, because I know what it did look like, I can say, oh, that's a little bit off. But if you're coming to it fresh. Yeah. Uh, also, something my friends really enjoyed was I stuck an airplane in it. I saw that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> so if you uh, listeners, this is hard to explain. If you st- imagine you're standing on a big wide Dublin street with Georgian houses and you look up and you see a plane that's nearly within touching distance. You know, um, they're just coming into Dublin airport and they're like almost touching your car as you're driving on the M50. That's that it. type of exactly. effect. Yeah. Um, that was like, it's, it's funny. All I did was draw a box in the sky and said, put a plane there. I want a viewpoint from below or something. I gave it. Two so you're typing in prompts? Yes. Okay. And how descriptive were you with both the sky and the plane? The plane was quite descriptive. I gave it two points of information. Add a plane into this shot viewed from below. Okay. And it that was, you know, it, it looks ridiculous, but it's, it's kind but of again, scary how it recognised the, the orientation and the vantage points. Yeah. yeah. Um, with removing stuff, it was, sometimes it was just the word remove. Okay. Did you try to remove, because th- there were a few people walking down the street, did you try to remove any of those? Yes. I drew a box around a person and he's he's wearing a red shirt, so it kind of catches your eye. And I said, remove this person. And uh, the software actually threw up an error and said, that's against our guidelines. And I said, okay, that's odd. Obviously, they've written in a limitation of some sort. So I just drew a box around him and hit the word remove and that was fine. Now, this I find interesting because earlier in the show we were talking to Emmett Ryan about AI and how pretty much every conversation around AI at the moment is that it's doom, it's gloom, the world is screwed. The fact that there is that element of protection or caution with this application when you typed in remove person, I actually think is a good thing Mm. because we know there's a whole host of issues around deep fakes and putting a person in a scenario that they weren't and how damaging that could be mm. for, you know, a myriad of reasons. But the fact that you just took out the word person, kept the word removed, still highlighted the person and it did it. it it's obviously not foolproof, you know no, what I mean? No, it's not. I managed to find a way to not, uh, maybe to fool the software if that's the best word for it, but I found a way around it. I, I just find it intriguing though that the if you put in remove van... Like, could it identify that it was a van or was it the fact that you had highlighted the van, if you know what I mean? like That's a really good question, yeah. I, I'm i not sure. Maybe it was looking at the selection and looking at the surrounding and going, okay, he wants the bit of the selection that's different from the left and right. Yeah. Gone. So he wants it to look more like it does to this side and to that side. Yeah. Which was just a fence and a road and a curb. Yeah. No, I find it intriguing. Do you use... Photoshop just the normal version quite yeah. a lot with your images yeah quite a lot and uh, as a photographer would you find the AI aspect of photo- like did you find it a, a, a beneficial and did it make your edits quicker I can see that being something in the future I can do alright I for example like if you take shots in the city it's inevitable you're going to get something in it that you don't particularly want yeah. take College Green for example and you want to take a picture of the front of Trinity you've the Lewis electricity mm-hmm. lines and I've spent too much time deleting those manually Yeah. so if I could select them and say get rid of these I don't want them in my image and it just uh, fires off a couple of calculations and processes and shoots back mm. I can then manually edit the remnants 
if you get me. Yeah. It might speed up my edits, but yeah. I'm not sure if it will change what I've decided to do with the image. Well, this is, and I, I think this is where the, the conversation around bringing AI into art is fascinating. Because if you decide to take out your camera at a particular moment and capture a moment, at what point, you know, does the edit and does the decision around the edit impact the true nature of what you've captured? Like, it's a bit of a philosophical one. It is, yeah. It's something photographers have been grappling with for hundreds of years. But what's your stance on it, though? I like things to be as authentic as possible, but I'm not afraid to remove a van or... Mm. because it's. I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility that you would get that street without a van on it. You so know? you're not changing the depiction of the, like the street. You're just changing the scenario in which you captured the photograph of the street. Yes, because I could have stood there and waited for the van to leave, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. But then... I suppose that then leads to conversations around the sophistication of things like Photoshop and obviously the AI generative version of it as well. Um, I mean, would you edit and tweak and take out the Photoshop on some of your nature shots, for example? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, most of them, you might find the the contrast is a bit too much or the camera has over corrected for the dark part of the shot or the light part of the yeah, shot and you okay. might want to tighten that up a little bit uh, just even so you can see the detail like nature shots for example if you have a backlit tree you might want to see the details of the leaves so mm. the sun is behind the tree the leaves look quite dark you might want to see the colour for example as opposed to it just being completely black or silhouetted uh, yeah I would absolutely do that just because that's how your eye works mm. it's not how a camera sensor would work like if something is backlit, your eyes can adjust, but the cameras kind of struggle unless you really, really correct for it. And then you might lose the highlights of the background. So it's, you're kind of playing, you're making calls all the time about, okay, what do I want this to look like? And then what do I want to lo- it to look like after I've loaded it onto the laptop? Yeah. Because um, when I was looking at your shots, it, it brought something to mind and it was, one of the times we had really bad thunder and lightning, there was an image going around on socials of, I think it was like the perfect lightning bolt hitting, was it a, a lighthouse or something like? Was it the Poolbeg Towers? The Poolbeg Towers. Yes. And everyone was so excited going, oh my God, this is literally a once in a lifetime kind of shot. And then it transpired that it wasn't. If it's too good to be true, sometimes it's too good to be true, I think. Yeah, I I, I disclosed in all of those images yes, in the did. stories yeah, yeah, that yeah. they were AI edited because I feel like it's important for people to realise what it can do. But also I just wanted to be honest with people and say, hey, look, this is what this software can do. This is what I did with it. But I think that's going to... The reason I brought that up is because I just wonder down the line, because there are photography competitions and there are, like, photography is an important part to journalism as well. Mm. And so if generative AI is going to get to the stage where it could trick, you know, the average Joe, we are going to have more of these, like, it's not just about the AI coming for your job. It's also your ability to trust what you see with your own two eyes. Will we go back to film and uh, you have a negative to prove? Yeah. Because, at least that I'm not aware of, negatives can be manipulated to that extent. You could mm-hmm. go back to a negative and say, look, this is proof that 
like this piece of film is proof that I captured what I captured when I captured it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what what can we do to make sure. I know is it Google is working on a tool that will let people know something's been an image has been AI edited. Yeah. I just wonder how sophisticated that will be because you know for every disclaimer tool that's out there there are smart people who can manipulate that again and so it's going to be this chicken and egg thing the entire time. Like me trying to find a way around remove person and mm-hmm. I just found a phrase that the AI accepted and that it would fire off the process and remove the person for me without telling it to remove a person. Yeah, it's weird. I'm intrigued. Uh, give us your Instagram handle if people want to see your work. It's at Tom Douglas 1995. That's D-O-U-G-L-A-S. Awesome. Tom, thanks so much. Thank you. And that's it from me this week. If you missed any of the show, you can listen back in full on the News Talk app powered by Go Loud. I'll be back with Shane and Kira on Monday's News Talk Breakfast. But in the meantime, have a great weekend.